Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers of MyersDetox.com. Thank you so much for joining the Myers Detox podcast, where we talk about everything related to heavy metal and chemical detoxification. And today we're going to be talking about your genetics. We have my friend Joe Cohen of SelfHacked.com and SelfDecode. Dot com on the show to talk to you about you know finding your genetics for weight gain for thyroid for diabetes and other health conditions so that you can make more individualized choices for your diet and, and your health and your lifestyle and why this is so important as well and we're going to be talking about certain topics uh, related to you know why almost all doctors don't use genes to make recommendations for you. It's just mind boggling. We'll also talk about, you know, how would knowing your genes help with finding, you know, specific diet, lifestyle, supplement approaches to counteract or to navigate around your individual genetic variations. And we'll also talk about, you know, how to discover the genes that make you susceptible to weight gain or diabetes. And we'll also talk about, you know, how many genetic companies today are selling your information, your genes to pharmaceutical companies and how to find a company that won't sell your information. I know a lot of people that want to do their genes, but they're really worried about their privacy, their medical information being shared or used against them. And we'll talk about uh, how you can get your genes done and not have to worry about that. So I know you guys listening are concerned about the level of toxins you have in your body. That's why you're listening to this show. And I created a two minute quiz that you can take uh, after answering some lifestyle questions will give you a result that will tell you about your relative level of toxins in your body, your body burden of toxins. You can take that quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. Only takes a couple of minutes. And after you get your result, you get a free video series that I created specifically to answer your most frequently asked questions related to detox. So how long does it take? What kind of testing should I do? Where do I get started? I answer so many questions on this totally free video series. So go check it out at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Joe Cohen, is a well-known biohacker and founder of selfhacked.com. I love his website, uh, so thoroughly researched, and uh, he has tons of evidence-based health and performance information that reaches 2 million visitors each month. He has uh, quite a fascinating background, and he likes to say that he won the genetic lottery of bad genes. And as a kid, he suffered from inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, digestive problems, anxiety, depression, and other issues that were poorly understood in both the conventional and alternative medicine fields, which embarked him on a journey of self-experimentation in starting selfhacked.com. He's also the founder of selfdecode.com, which lets people get personalized health recommendations based on their genes. Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Wendy. 
Yeah. So I, I follow your work. I love your work. I love your website, Self-Hacked. So I'm thrilled to have you come on the show. And I wanted to talk to you. First, just why don't you tell us about your story, like how you got into health. We're going to talk about, you know, genes and detoxification, and thyroid and weight and, and how genes affect a lot of your health outcomes. But first, tell us how you got into this. So uh, growing up, I had like a lot of health issues and, um, you know, over time they were getting worse, not better, which is not surprising. If you do the same thing there, you know, the issues are going to get worse. And, you know, and so I was always kind of into health, even as an adolescent, because I, you know, I always had health issues and I was always trying to optimize my health and I was trying different things. And once it started getting worse in my mid twenties, that's when I decided I needed to like focus on it full time in order to really understand what's going on. And I just felt like, uh, you know, everyone had unique, a unique biology. Everyone had their unique, you know, we were, were all unique in, in our own ways. You know, I felt like I was reading some general health information, uh, you know, and I, I also went to doctors, conventional doctors, and they weren't really focused on optimal health or things that were not conventional disease you know, let's say cancer or heart disease or something like that. And so I didn't have any of those. Uh, I was kind of more like, you know, general inflammation, no kind of autoimmune disease that they can diagnose. And I just felt like, okay, the conventional doctors are not my route. And I, you know, I went to some alternatives, but I just felt like it wasn't being individualized. It was like a template. And, you know, sometimes the template could be good if, you know, if, uh, you know, and so what happens is people with specific issues, they follow someone with similar issues and they get a template that worked for that individual and that can, it can work for them as well. I didn't really fit into any template. You know, I was kind of just like had my own issues, you know, some people had some of the issues, other people, you know, I mean, but I just felt like I needed to get to the root of the issues, like really understand my body, really understand natural supplements and how, or natural health strategies and how they interact with my body. So that's kind of how I got into, I started self-hack basically, you know, as a personal research blog. And then I evolved it into basically a health encyclopedia that, you know, that, that was very in depth, very thorough. And, uh, and then I just, and then I realized that I needed to get into personalization tools that would help me and other people really dig down into, you know, the root cause, cause genetic causes and also lab tests that were, you know, worsening their health issues. Yeah, I love your site so much. It's so thorough. Uh, it's so well researched. You always have so many references to support everything that you're talking about. You have very thorough articles on self-hack. It's just really, I, I highly, highly recommend it. And uh, but also, I love that you're getting into this individualized concept of, of healthcare because I find it very scary when you go to a conventional medical doctor. They're not looking at your genetics at all. And they're making all kinds of recommendations for medications or a functional doctor will recommend supplements based on your genetics. You can, t vitamin C can be amazing for one person and even lethal for another person. And so I, I, I just think that I would never 
go to any kind of functional practitioner unless, or medical doctor unless they were looking at your genetics. Right. So genetics is obviously huge, right? I had a lot of autoimmune issues, gut issues, mood issues. And a lot of them, I mean, they were obviously, my mom had them, my grandmother had them. Obviously, there's a genetic cause. And obviously, I, I got rid of all my issues. So what we know is that genetics were very influential for me, because we see that I had this background. And we also know that there's ways to counteract negative genetics. And the critical thing is to really understand what are the most important genes that are contributing to an issue that you're dealing with. So whatever it is, whether it's weight, if we look at weight, for example, you know, at the end of the day, uh, someone who, you know, we, we know that a lot of it's environmental, right? Because the obesity rate and, and the weight problems are going up over, over time, right? We also know that it's highly genetic as well. You see, often you'll see parents who are overweight and their kids will be much more likely to be overweight as well. And so weight is actually one of these uh, interesting areas where the science has said that the genetics of weight is, uh, you know, obesity, uh, you know, excess weight is basically somewhere between 20 to 80 some odd percent, which is a lot. So for some people, it could be a lot more where it's like very heavily genetic and, you know, they're trying everything and they're both of their parents are overweight and, you know, it's, it's it could be very, very heavily genetic, you know, and then obviously there's also environmental factors, right? We know that as you get older, you're more likely to gain weight or menopause, you know, lower estrogen, things, you know, there's a lot of, you, there's a lot of areas where essentially like, you know, um, there's a lot of things that change in the body, hormones. So we know that weight can be influenced and we also know that it's heavily genetic. Whether, you know, there's also some people that no matter what they do, or that this is from their perspective, they can't gain weight. And then there's, you know, a lot of people who say no matter what they do, they can't lose weight. So you see these two sides of the spectrum and you're like, you know, obviously there's, you know, these people can be eating the same exact diet and they still have uh, very, very different weight profiles. One person could be, you know, very like gaunt <laughs> and another person could be, you know, completely obese. And they could be eating the same thing. And, you know, everyone's really trying to lose weight. It's, it's, it's something that's very common in society, especially, you know, as, as you get older. So we know that, the, the, like, you know, weight is, is an example of something that is genetic. Same with, like, longevity. You know, if, if you have parents that live long, then you're more likely to live long. But we also know that if you, you know, do the right things for your body that you're also more likely to live long, right? So it goes like that with basically everything, right? So I have these genetics for bad gut genes and uh, autoimmune genes, but I've been able to overcome them, right? And a lot of people with my issues have not been able to overcome them, even with the same issues. And the reason is because you really have to dig down into the genetic basis of why someone is, you know, whether overweight or, or even underweight, this is going to be a genetic basis. And you also have to look at your lab tests as well, because there's going to be things like 
hormones, and sometimes your genetics can't really tell that stuff, right? The, the lab tests are basically telling you what is, what is happening right now in your body. And um, e even though your genetics can predispose you to certain levels of hormones, right, of course, but at the end of the day, looking at your actual hormones is going to be the best way to tell if you're, uh, you know, if something's out of whack and you could see if that's related to weight. So lab tests are really important and your genetics is really important. And in, in, I think it's really important for everything, right, for, for pretty much because it really is something that is very deeply embedded into our health in terms of genetics and lab tests. And the key is really to understand what are the core things that are causing some kind of issue, whether it's gaining weight or whether it's, you know, what, whatever it is, what, um, what is the core things that are causing the issue and then how you can counteract it. I could give one example that I think your audience would be interested in, in terms of, you know, genetics. So I'm actually, I actually don't have a big problem with heavy metals, but I mean, I didn't know that until basically like I was eating a lot of fish, right? I was really pounding fish. I was eating like two pounds of fish a day. And we know that fish has a lot of heavy metals. And I said, okay, fish is a lot of heavy metals. And I started to get brain fog and other issues. And I realized it was from fish. I said, okay, I, I'm eating too much fish. But I also want to know what is the root cause of this brain fog that I'm getting from fish. I assumed, I was pretty sure that it was from heavy metals, right? Mercury, especially, but it has other heavy metals as well. So basically, I took a whole bunch of things that caused me to, that, that caused mercury detox and other, you know, basically I was taking it with NAC, glutathione, lipoic acid, and some, you know, uh, some chelators that, you know, uh, are specific to mercury as well. And I didn't notice anything like not good or bad. Some people who are sensitive to heavy metals, they can notice like bad effects because it's chelating it and it's moving around the body. And some people can notice good good effects in the sense that they're chelating these heavy metals and it's um, not, you know, it, it, it's not harming them as a result. So for me, it was the most natural thing to try that out, but it didn't help me at all. Didn't notice any difference in terms of the brain fog I was getting after eating fish. And, and, and this is, you know, it helped me realize also, so I, you know, obviously I was eating fish for a while and, you know, when you eat fish once, it's like, yeah, you know what, I have some brain fog, but I didn't really notice it acutely. Only when I ate fish like every day for two weeks, I'm like, holy shit, I'm losing my memory here. You know, it's like my brain is like collapsing here. Um, I'm losing my memory. I'm forgetting things. It's really weird. Uh, and this was actually independent of the other health issues that I saw previously. This, is, this happened like, you know, a year or two ago where it's like, I'm completely healthy. And it's like, whoa, what is happening with my brain fog? So obviously I have this genetic company and lab tests and, you know, self-decode and lab test analyzer. Uh, the first thing I wanted to check were some genes related to detoxing. And I noticed I had two genes, you know, that were not working well. One was the Nrf2 and one was the PON1. And it turns out that the PON1 is what detoxes plastics. And we also know that the oceans are basically 
they are contaminated with plastics to the wazoo. And, you know, uh, it's just yeah, our ocean is like filled with plastic and these the, it becomes microplastics and the fish eat them. Even if you're eating like clean fish, you still are getting these plastics, right? Wild Alaskan salmon, you are getting these dioxins. They break down into the, you know, after fish eat them, they break down into dioxins and other kind of toxins that are found in plastics, phthalates, dioxins. Uh, you know, BPA, these are the main kinds of toxins. I, I said, okay, so I'm getting brain fog from fish and I know I have this gene that's not detoxing well, this PON1. And so I look at some of the recommendations and I, and I you know, and I, I basically start to think what can detox plastics or toxins? And it turns out the activated charcoal works very well for it. Now, I've taken activated charcoal before, but I didn't notice any beneficial effect when I took it in my experiments. So you kind of drop it off, right? But when I took activated charcoal, when I was in that brain fog state, it completely took away the brain fog. It was very acute. And, and ever since then, I always take activated charcoal after eating fish and I don't get brain fog from eating fish. It's just something I do right now. And I know that whenever I, if like, I know, and, and, and after then I completely stayed away from plastics in terms of water bottles and things like that. And yeah, just because even though I didn't really like, I, I'll drink a water bottle and I won't notice any negative effects from it right away. But I know now that I'm sensitive to these plastic toxins and the way to counteract that is actually with activated charcoal. So I didn't stop eating fish. Uh, I, you know, but I did take the activated charcoal and it basically counteracted the negative effects from my PON1 gene and the NERF2 as well. So the NERF2 also detoxes the, the plastics and so does the PON1 and the activated charcoal basically completely counteracted that. So that's like an example of how knowing your genes can really help you. Even though I was like, you know, I was at the peak of my health. It had no issues, but then all of a sudden something comes along and it's like, what is going on with this brain fog? This is not like the other kinds of brain fog I had in the past that were related to other things. You know, it wasn't related to like necessarily inflammation per se. Uh, it was really, it was some toxin that I was ingesting. And so that was very important for me. So I, you know, I'm always like looking at my genes. Genes are really, and also my lab tests, they're really uh, something that doesn't get old. It's really like you really want to understand the, the blueprint of your body and understand what are the, 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 the most important genes that are giving you an issue. So like if your main issue is weight, then you want to know what are the most important weight genes that... Uh, are in, you know are causing you to gain weight, and each of those genes has their own unique recommendations. And what 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 we do is we put them in a report that prioritizes these recommendations based on our algorithm. And you're able to look at those prioritized recommendations in our reports, and you're also able to look at the personalized blog posts that dive deeper into each gene, and you're able to learn. What is what are the genes that are increasing your risk? So the best way to do it is, you know, genes, 
genetics is not at a point where we can predict extremely accurately, you know, how much you're going to weigh. And the reason is because we don't know your lifestyle and, you know, you could be doing, you could be counteracting the negative effects of those genes. It's not the best thing to know, uh, to really predict exactly what is going to, you know, what is going on. But if someone is overweight and they want to lose weight, then we know that the person has an issue and we know that genetics is, is, is contributing to it, especially if they're trying standard ways to lose weight, let's say. And obviously they need to do something different. There has to be a unique approach if somebody is trying to lose weight or if they're trying to detox and they don't, you know, they're not successful, right? If, if they see, you know, and so like, let's say you can keep taking mercury collators, but if your Nrf2 is, gene is not good, then, you know, the detox is not going to be as good. And we're living in a world where there's more toxins in the system, more than, maybe we even evolved to handle, especially there's, there's always a spectrum of the population, right? And so you look at SNPs, let's say, uh, these single variants in your genome. These are the most popular types of genetic variants. And, you know, they're always within a uh, bell curve in the population. Each, you know, some of them could be more common or less common. Some of them could only be 1% of the population while others, you know, others could be 80% of the population that have it or something like that. But, you know, there's a spectrum in the population and each person is somewhere along that spectrum. When you combine all your genetics together, you are somewhere along that spectrum for your tendency to gain weight or your tendency to lose weight or your tendency to you know, detox well. And so you have people who just naturally handle toxins well because, you know, it's just a variation in the population. Every trait basically has some, you know, uh, bell curve where you're, you're on somewhere where your, your genetics are giving you either, they're, they're either less advantageous compared to the you know, rest of the population or they're more. And then it also obviously is interacting with your environment as well. So, if you, if your genetics, and, and it could be different toxins as well, right? So you might be particularly, I'm not susceptible to mercury that much, right? Not that I can tell, but I'm more susceptible to plastics. And so, you know, uh, I could be less susceptible to mercury in comparison to the population, let's say, and I could be more susceptible to plastics. And so, if you're exposed to a large amount of these toxins, it's really going to, you know, show in some way. You might get some symptoms, um, and it could be any kind of symptoms. It doesn't have to be brain fog. It could be something else. It could be lower energy. It could be weight gain, right? You know, it's really uh, – and so you really need to look at your genes and try to figure out which ones are the ones that are contributing to, uh, you know, an individual's issues. Yes, absolutely. And I like that you said that, you know, some people are going to be, you know, have better ability to detox than others because we all, you know, have heard of 
people that are drinking smoke until they're 100 years exactly. old. And that's probably not you, <laughs> uh, but it's a good idea to find out your blueprint. And I, I, it's amazing. So many people have not had their genetics done. And I, I strongly urge people to do this because when I did my genetics, I did 23andMe you know, a long time ago. And but you can now plug it into various you know, apps and get information. Um, but I found out I had uh, definitely genes for diabetes. So I know I really have to watch my sugar and carbohydrate intake. And I have my thyroid's a mess, my liver's a mess. And so I'm much more uh, careful about taking care of my liver, uh, doing coffee enemas, liver support supplements, and things like that. Because I know my, my body's weaknesses and my blueprint, and it helps drive my, my behavior and my decisions when it comes to my health. And I love that you have your own platform for helping people with their genetics. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so in this platform, we, you know, you can either buy a kit or upload an existing kit that you've already bought from, let's say, 23andMe or Ancestry or any other company, really. You upload it and, and you basically get access to a whole suite of tools that uh, are, you know, reports that are deep dives and given topics. You know, some of the ones that I think your audience would be interested in are thyroid, weight. We don't have a report on detox, but we have some articles on that, personalized articles. And you can see, you know, and, and then we also have, uh, and so the reports are good for prioritizing recommendations and giving you some overviews. Uh, and then the individual blog posts are really good because they're personalized. So the content changes based on your genetics. And it's really good to identify which genes are problematic. And then you can look at all the recommendations that are related to it. So, you know, uh, let's say if you're prone to diabetes, it actually gets more granular than that, than just staying away from sugar, right? So you might do better, relatively better with fiber than other people, right? You might do better with this kind of diet or that kind of diet. And it gives you kind of these ideas where you're like, hey, you know what? I didn't, this uh, healthy lifestyle that, you know, that's, that, that is counteracting these genes. I haven't tried that before. Right. And, you know, it, it could be a good thing for me to try out, especially because it's, you know, increasing because these genes are increasing my risk and these uh, recommendations are counteracting those genes. And so when someone, so when someone does this test, can they do the genetic test with you directly or do they need to do 23andMe or Ancestry.com and then run it through your application? They can do it with us directly. And uh, we provide it as a service just to make it more seamless for the customer so that they don't have to use two different services. Uh, our chip is also better than 23andMe's in terms of the SNP coverage, you know, the, uh, the number of SNPs. You know, we also don't sell people's data, which is basically the, the business model of 23andMe. So a lot of people are concerned about that. And so for those reasons, we offer our own chip, not really to make money from it because selling, uh, you know, genetic kits is not a money-making business. But what we do is we charge the same amount as 23andMe and basically, you know, we're not making a profit off of it, really. Uh, it's really just as a service to people. And so they could either have their own kits or uh, they can, you know, they can do their own thing, which is fine with us, or they can uh, do it with us and, and they can get 
you know, it, it, you know the, the benefits that I mentioned. And in addition, that you can also upload your labs to that same platform. So what we're doing is we're making a very comprehensive platform. Uh, basically, it, it includes the, you know, really deep dive. You can really go through genetics in a bunch of different ways. It also allows you to go through your lab tests. So before we had uh, separate companies, uh, self-decode for the genetics lab test analyzer for the genetic uh, lab test and then self-hack for the content and what we realize is people want all of them together right they want a one platform that could really give them everything in one and so we combine the lab test analyzer with self-decode so that you can get both of those and then we also combine self-hack now what we've done is we decided to, we have to create our own ecosystem. And so we brought in self-hack there. So you get this uh, database of content that is exclusive to our members and with the lab analyzer, with the genetics. And we're building out a whole suite of tools that allows you to, you know, really, you know, like improve your health on an individualized basis. And whether that's, you know, uh, alternative medicine, medical doctors, functional doctors, they love self-hack. So whether it's, you know, they they love self-decode and lab analyzer. So whether it's with the help of, uh, you know, a professional or not, you know, either way you could really, when you're using these tools, you could really get help by it. Fantastic. And I like that you brought up that, you know, 23andMe is selling the information. They're actually selling the the data to pharmaceutical companies. And a lot of people are really (laughs) off put by that. And I have had a number of uh, people I know that don't want to get their genetics done because they're scared of it, uh, their information being used in some way or used against them in the future or what have you. Uh, What do you say to that versus your platform? Oh, I'm, I'm in agreement. I mean, so as far as we're concerned, number one is, you know, we care about, you know, we're, we're not interested in partnering with pharmaceuticals, number one, right? That's just not what we're about. Uh, number two is even from a business sense, it wouldn't make sense. You have to have millions of people's genetics in order to even think about that, right? And somebody, you know, 23andMe has like 15 million uh, genetic files from people. And so they have a business case for it and, and they were created to do that. We were created to be different than 23andMe and not go down that route, right? That's why we just have a very, very different product. Um, we focus on the recommendations. We focus, you know, natural recommendations, not pharmaceutical recommendations. Uh, we focus on, you know, optimizing health, getting to the root cause of the problems, looking at which genes are problematic, whereas 23andMe, really their, their whole business model is how can we get more pharmaceuticals out there? Uh, how can we sell more people's data? And so they subsidize people's data often in order to get more data to sell to the pharmaceuticals. And it's really not what we're about. And uh, it, it just does not fit into our business model at all. We like to, we have more of a community of subscribers who you know, they, they, they like our whole ecosystem and, you know, they get their lab test done. They could check it, their genetics. And these, the information is always evolving. We're always, uh, you know, releasing new reports and new personalized blog posts and new posts as well. So it's a very different model than 23andMe. And also we're trying, we're, we're getting out, we got out of the Google 
model because you know we don't want to just be a shill for Google and be like, well, is Google going to approve of this or not, right? Um, it's very easy to go down that route, but we don't want to do that because that's just not what we're about. And so we have to, you know, have our own ecosystem where, you know, the customer is our subscriber and we do everything for the customer. We give them our goals to give them the best recommendations in order to improve their health, not to be affiliated with a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, and if any of you guys want to try and get your genetics done, which I highly, highly recommend, go to get.selfdecode.com slash Wendy. And you guys can go there and get a discount, a special discount just for my listeners. And also you can use coupon code MyersDetox as well on that page. So tell us, you know, we get certain types of recommendations or reports for supplements based on our genes, diet based on our genes. What can people expect? So it basically, if when you download a report, it uh, prioritizes the recommendations based on your genetics that you should be implementing first, right? And, you know, and I think it's good, like, you know, again, let's say if you're trying to lose weight, you want to go with the top five recommendations and then start implementing those and see how, uh, see how they're impacting you. And then you can keep going down on that list and see what it is that also fits in with your body. Maybe, you know, we're not, we can't look at everything possible in every issue, it's really focused on an in, a single issue and the individual would, you know, they would either them and their practitioner are going to going to say, you know, maybe I'll skip recommendation three because of some other thing that whatever, but essentially you want to look at the top recommendations and you want to uh, implement them. And you also want to look at the personalized blog. We, we break it down by topics and you want to look at which are, the genes that are increasing your risk the most. Yeah, I mean, I can uh, share my screen. If uh, Do your listeners uh, see the video? So if they're seeing the video, you could see that this breaks down. I click on a category like weight, and there's detox, there's thyroid, and it breaks down the genes that are, you know, increasing my risk of weight gain. You know, there's a leptin gene here that is increasing my risk. There's uh, some cytokines. Uh, there's some, these are like, you know, uh, uncoupling proteins that are related to, you know, fat burning. Um, this one is, you know, related to the circadian rhythm, the clock gene. And so UCP1 is related to, uh, you know, uh, weight gain. And, and there's for each of these genes, so we have about 55 genes in this weight category. And it's, it, it basically shows you what are the top genes that are increasing the risk. And then you can click on it and then see, you know, the recommendations, basically you can read about the gene, you know, look at the SNPs involved, let's say, and uh, you look at your score. Every gene has a scorecard telling you, you know, if it's increasing your risk. And then it gives you a personalized genetic summary and some personalized recommendations based on that gene, right? So in this case, uh, FAIM2, turns out that having too much saturated fat can increase weight gain 
uh, as a result of this gene. Now, you know, this is an individual gene, but if, you know, you, the, the report is good because it, it uh, takes into account all your genes related to weight. That's fantastic. I mean, that's very, very clear uh, because I've, I've definitely gotten, you know, my 23andMe genes and run them through different apps. And uh, that's just very, very well laid out, very, very clear, very easy to understand. So I, I really, really like it uh, just for that reason. So I think that's just, like I mentioned, it's amazing to know what you're working with. Because a lot of people are doing guesswork. A lot of people are, uh, you know, following certain people and then doing the diet that works for that person, which is not necessarily going to work for you. A lot of people fall into these traps where they know they need to detox, but they're not, you know, kind of doing a, a specialized detox that's, you know, individualized for them. I, and I, and people kind of struggle and they flounder around and they try different things. And all the while, they'd be having uh, much more bang for their buck and their time if they kind of knew what they were working with for themselves individually. And, and it's just amazing to me, like I said, that so many doctors and practitioners not looking at genetics and they're just flying blind, basically. There isn't any excuse in today's day and age to be doing that uh, when you're working with patients. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, as time goes on, we get more and more knowledge of the genes and what we can do about them. And it really isn't an excuse. Like if a doctor is not, I mean, if a doctor is not using your genetics, they're really, like you say, they're flying blind. It's like trying to do rehabilitation for a building and you don't know the blueprint of that building. You know, let's say if you're in a building, there might be a specific room that you want to fix up because it's having problems like a leak and you have to, you want to look at the blueprint of that, of the building and see where are the pipes located, what is causing the issues in this particular room or this particular problem. And you also want to make sure that you're looking at the labs as well. So, you know, just looking at labs, you can't really do that from without software to see which are the labs that, you know, are out of the optimal range and what there is to do about each lab, it would take too much time. And so, you know, if a doctor is not using these kinds of tools, then it's just, they're not really taking into account these variables that could be very important. Yeah. For me, if I, I want to work with a medical doctor, I've only seen one doctor in my entire life that used software to make recommendations. And it's just, it's really sad when there's so many tools available. I mean, I only met one doctor that was looking at medication interactions. I think a lot of doctors make recommendations and are just not double checking things. It just blows my mind. So for, for me that if I'm working, I don't go to doctors, but when I, I have in the past, uh, that for me was really important that I wanted them to be using software if they're making any recommendation for me. Um, so I, I recommend running for the hills if your doctor's not using software. Um, so, and, and, yeah. And doctors are able to use our software. We have yeah. uh, plans for them. They can, they can, there's no excuse not to use it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, I agree. If, if I wouldn't go to a doctor personally that wasn't using software to, to look at labs or genetics or these kinds of things, uh, you're really flying blind. 
Yeah, and also when you're looking at, at different labs, the lab ranges are all the sick people coming in, um, and these lab ranges are created as an average of all the ill people coming in doing their lab work. That's not the ranges you're you're wanting to look at or are aiming to be in that range. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think we all had a situation where you go to a doctor and they, they'll just say, yeah, yeah, all your labs are fine. Um, and what they're really saying is that we can't diagnose you with an official disease right now, right? Sometimes you might have a condition and they still don't diagnose you. And other times, because, you know, they really want to see clear in your lab results. Other times you might not have a condition like I didn't, but my thyroid hormones were low. And I wouldn't have known that without using software that has a whole research team behind it, researching what are the optimal levels, you know, what could be lowering it what could be what could i do to increase it and you know show me and so my uh and and you know as doctors will often only test tsh right so it's very kind of rigid system which is why you know alternative doctors you know are better in in a lot of ways because like they already understand that you got to also check for the t3 total and free t3 and you know, my levels were very low and they, you know, doctors weren't saying, they were saying everything's fine. You don't have any issues, but you know, I, I know I didn't feel good. So, uh, and then I, now I do feel good. So obviously I did have an issue and they just, uh, you know, my T3 was not in the optimal range. And so the lab analyzer would pick that up, but doctors would not. And same thing with, you know, a lot of people, you might have hormones out of range and doctors will not mention anything unless it's like really, really out of range. I mean, it's so important, I think, to, to self-hack and, and take your responsibility for your healthcare into your own hands and research what all this means and your labs mean, because doctors are typically gonna spend you know five minutes with you and not explain stuff. And if there's not a medication for it, they may not bring it up when there's a lot of lifestyle and diet things and detox that you can do to uh, you know, get that lab in an optimal range. So, and that's what's great about your platform is you give a, a lot of different recommendations, diet, lifestyle, et cetera, based on your lab work so that you don't have to do that guesswork. So that's, yeah, I think you brought on a, a really important point that the main thing we're trying to do really is empower people to take charge of their health. Now, whether you want to use a doctor to help you out or not, that's a personal choice, but you know, the individual should be empowered. And that's kind of uh, why I went down this whole route because I was not empowered. I didn't have the right content. I didn't have the right tools uh, to analyze my genetics or lab tests. And you know, I literally had to make it my full-time job and I'm a pretty smart guy. I was reading like, you know, thousands and thousands of studies, right? Why should I have to read thousands and thousands of studies in order to improve my health? Uh, that obviously there's obviously something wrong here. Right. And, you know, we're living in a time where we decoded the genome in 2003. And since then there's just been an avalanche of studies and uh, there's, a whole bunch of things progressed since then, right? We have so much science. If you look at the science, you'll see so much science is just from the past like 15 years, right? They really uh, did genetic research starting from like 15 years ago and so it keeps on coming out. But why are we not using it? You know, the, we, the, the world literally spent many like 
hundreds of billions of dollars uh, figuring out what all these things mean and nobody uses it for healthcare. I mean, like the conventional doesn't and, you know, even like the big genes like APOE4, BRCA, you know, it's just not part of the medical system, right? And so we actually have reports on those on, on those genes like uh, APOE4, APOE, BRCA, MTHFR, uh, TP53. These are quite important genes and also COMT as well. You know, and, and other genes, you know, as well. But essentially, like, they're really not taking into account genes when they're giving you any health advice. And, you know, they're starting to do that in the alternative world, but it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's, uh, they're adopting it quick enough. Just because, you know, there is some complexities involved. It does require you to read some things. It's there. It's, it's not super hard. We're, we're making it 100 times easier so that you don't have to look up you know, thousands of studies in genetics and look up each individual gene or whatever. We're really, uh, with the software, we're already putting all the content there and we're organizing it for you so that you could instantly pick out the top 10 genes that are increasing your weight or worsening your thyroid health. And uh, you have all the information there. You got all the recommendations there. You have the reports that you can download that give you prioritized recommendations. And then you have the lab tests that you could take uh, that will also give you insight and you can read on self-hack, which is a resource that only existed in the past few years. And, and you know, it, it, with the extent that it has, we have huge, huge database of like 1500 really comprehensive posts on a variety of topics. And so all this research really wasn't around 20 years ago. If you go to PubMed and look up like, you know, curcumin or something, you wouldn't really see anything. It would just be very, very uh, sparse. It was not a lot of information. But we're now having a lot of information, and it's really important that it's put together in a, very, in a much more simple way so you don't have to read like 10,000 studies like I did, right? Or sp make it your full-time job just to be healthy. That, 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 that would have been something you needed to do in 2010, to be honest, which is when I had these issues and I was doing that, but I just knew it was like other people cannot do this, right? They have families, they have kids, they got full-time jobs. I literally had to drop out of school, quit my job, you know, just like couldn't work and just focused a hundred percent of my time on reading about genetics and lab tests and all these things. But if, if it were now, it'd be way, way easier. I just find upload my labs see what are the top lab tests that are, you know, not optimal. What are the top genes for an individual, for a given issue that's not optimal. Uh, and then it just makes it way. So I could spend a couple hours really figuring these things out. And then, you know, over time, I just always, you could read an article here or there and really get to the root cause of your issue. Yeah. I mean, that's really where the future of medicine is going, this individualized medicine based on genetics and you know so it's and it's here right now you can do it right now and the sad thing is that in medicine the research has shown that conventional medical doctors are 15 to 17 years behind the research and that's why they're not using genetics and other things in their their, their recommendations which can be deadly 100%. i mean i'm 
I know so many people that have almost died from their medications or for a surgery they didn't need to have that could have been addressed naturally. I mean, and, you know, the number three way that people die is medical mistakes. So you, you really have to be careful, you know, in for me, my personality is I second guess, like, you know, why do I need that medication? Is there a natural alternative? Is there something else that I can do? Is there a natural lifestyle change or a diet change that I could be making to improve my condition? You're not going to get that from your, from your doctor. So for me, you don't always, you don't ever want to leave your health uh, decisions in the hands of one person who is naturally as a human being going to have a limited knowledge set or limited toolkit um, and so you want to be, you know, looking at a number of uh, consulting with a number of people and questioning everything. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. What you said about doctors being 17 years behind. Like, if you really think about it, it makes sense. No doctors are using genetics right now. In the conventional, uh, they're starting to in the alternative, but in the conventional sphere, there's no doctors using genetics. And that would have been fine 17 years ago. Right. And it takes a really long time in part for a few reasons. One is just because the system that we have, it's requires a very high threshold of evidence in order to recommend something basically that, you know, no natural product can do only the pharmaceutical companies. Right. So, you know, there's like, oh, we got this slight benefit here for this condition and we spent a billion dollars to figure that out. You're not going to have that with like natural stuff. Right. Is not going to be like, you know, a billion dollars spent to, to see whether exercise helps with a specific condition or not, you know, and so, and even with diet as well. And that's why you have all these, like this whole mess of dietary advice where it's like everybody has their different opinion because they've never spent billions of dollars of research on each aspect. How does diet help this condition? How does it help this condition? We just have like these epidemiological studies, which you know, is not, you know, it, it's useful, uh, but it's not, it doesn't give you very clear answers. And then also the, the, all these studies were not taking into account genetics. And so you have just different people reacting to different things and it's just a mess. You know, like some people can lose weight on saturated fat and some people gain weight. And it's like, oh, well, is saturated fat bad for you or not? Well, it depends on the individual, right? Or how about it? You know, what, what level of saturated fat do you need and things like that. And so number one is it really takes a long time to get into medical school because it needs this kind of research for each individual thing. Like a drug is approved for one particular condition, not for like a hundred, right? So, you know, in order to prove a diet for something, you, you would need to like spend the billion, uh, you know, billion dollars for each condition. It's just, you know, and, but over time, it's like, they're like, oh, okay, you know, we have enough epidemiological studies to know that if you eat healthy, you know, in some kind of general sense, if you're just like, do some general healthy things, if you stop smoking, you'll be healthier. So that's what we're going to recommend. Just don't smoke, you know, exercise and uh, eat healthy. What healthy means? It's, uh, you know, it's anyone's guess exactly, but just eat healthy, right? <laughs> and, and so by the time it gets into medical school is one thing. And then you know, doctors who learn it, you know, it's just it, like, it, it's really not going to get into the medical establishment for, I, I think it's even longer than 17 years. You know, what we have a lot of really, really tens of thousands of studies on genetics done, and we have tons of information in the science, it's just none of it 
is in the, uh, you know, is being taught in medical schools or doctors don't know about it. Alternative is more likely to adopt these things quicker because, you know, they don't have to have a billion dollars. They don't have to see a billion dollars spent on something to know that it works. They'll maybe like get feedback from their patients. They'll see something works with their patients or whatever, you know, and they're also starting to use genetics and lab tests to start seeing more in depth. But I think it's the, you know, it's definitely the future. And, you know, when it comes to content, we, the content that we produce now is all personalized because, you know, if you're reading something like we already have the personalized blog set up so that all the content that we produce could be very highly individualized to you as an individual rather than giving you some generic content and saying, oh, you know, this has been found to work in one small study or something like that. It's like, hey, check this out based on your individual genes. And so what are some changes that you made? So you did your genetics and uh, what kind of lifestyle changes or diet and exercise, et cetera, did you make once you discovered your genetics? So it's been a long journey. Like for me, it wasn't like I got my genetics because partly because I was developing the software over time and I was, you know, when I started doing it, it was just like reading research papers and comparing it, you know, looking, doing like a control F on my SNP file and seeing, do I have this variation or whatever, right? So it's kind of like the way I was doing it is kind of like, you know, reading bits of computer code and trying to figure out (laughs) what the software is saying, right? But uh, whereas now what we have is like, you know, an operating system like Mac or Windows that allows you to navigate your body and what you should do much more conveniently than ones and zeros, which is really what computer code is. It's just ones and zeros, but they're working based off of like, you know, existing architecture and infrastructure, but it all comes down to ones and zeros. Um, And so, you know, but so over time I gain a lot more information and it's kind of like, I'll get a good tip here. I'll get a good tip there. Um, I realized that a lot of my food sensitivities were as a result and gut inflammation was a result of my cannabinoid one receptor gene. Um, And that was very important because there's a lot of ways to strengthen the cannabinoid system in your body. Uh, So my cannabinoid system was underactive and I was having a lot of problems related to that. And so there's things like CBD oil, very low doses of THC and things like butyrate can help your cannabinoid system. There's actually quite a lot of things that can help with the cannabinoid system. And so we have that on self-hacked. We have these personalized blog posts on the CNR1 gene on self-decode. But yeah, these were uh, contributing to my gut inflammation and lectin sensitivity. That was a big thing for me. Then I found some genes related to the TH1, TH17 pathway that were increasing my inflammation. And that was very interesting. And then, you know, the PON1 was interesting. And just, you know, I I basically like for me, one of the things I always like to improve is my mood. And so in the mood report, that was very interesting. I saw that there was a lot of serotonin related genes that were problematic. And so I started to take 5-HTP as a result. Yeah. So kind of like a lot of, uh, you know, it's, it's things here and there rather than there was just one big epiphany or something like that. But it's just things that I gain over time. You know, I get this good nugget here. As I read through posts that, you know, again, I'm reading through the posts that are highest risk for me. 
based on the face that I get, if I get like a red sad face, I'm looking at, I'm looking at those posts. I'm not looking at the ones where I get a green face, but yeah, I get these nuggets and the topics that I care about. And it's just over time, just like, Oh, that's very interesting. Um, I should either try that or now I know why that works for me, stuff like that. And then also the lab results were very, very important for me. I cut out saturated fats because my LDL was too high. I normalized my T3 and I did a lot of other things with the lab tests that normalized after uploading them. I saw once you see which ones are suboptimal, my ferritin was suboptimal. There's just a bunch of them that were suboptimal. And then I basically normalized them. And that was a very good improvement, you know, and then there was just things I read on self-hacked and it's just all together is all the information, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's like my company, it's my baby, but also it's helped me out quite a bit as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I concur with you on the cannabinoid. I mean, I, uh, I cannot believe how much better I feel when I take CBD oil. I definitely know that my, you know, I'm very, very sensitive to pain and, and uh, definitely felt like I needed my cannabinoid receptors or something just wasn't, wasn't optimal there where with CBD, I, I feel much better on that. Less aches and pains and better mood, better sleep, just lots and lots of improvements. Um, We're yes. coming out with a pain report, by the way. Oh, and interesting. That should be, yeah, so we, we got a pain report, thyroid, mood, weight, inflammation, Kind of like really you could dig down on each topic that really interests you. Fantastic. Yeah. And so everyone, if you want to go get your genetics done, finally, don't put it off anymore. Don't, you know that you, you want to know this information. Go to get.selfdecode.com slash Wendy and use coupon code Myers Detox. So Joe, thanks for coming on the show. Anything, any parting thoughts or anything that uh, you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, um, the audience can also uh, subscribe to our email list. We have, you know, we have very good content there because, you know, uh, you know, we, we give exclusive content our, in our email list. You can go to Self Hacked and sign up to any of our bonus products there or put in your email and uh, you'll get, you know, uh, exclusive content there as well. And yeah, and I think, you know, and we basically also show you how to uh, use self-decode, uh, how to improve, whether you're a member or you're not a member, we still give you very interesting content about how to uh, improve your health based on that. Um, we also have one with related to respiratory infections, uh, which is relevant, especially nowadays because, you know, COVID really affects the respiratory system. You know, it, it's really important that I think people really uh, understand their blueprint and understand, you know, cutting edge, individualized tips to improve their health. Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And so everyone, uh, so Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, I love your work. I highly recommend everyone to go on uh, selfhack.com and sign up. You have exemplary uh, blog posts and, and content. Thank you so much.
Yeah. So everyone, thanks for tuning in today to the Myers Detox podcast, where we talk about all types of topics related to heavy metal detoxification. You definitely need to know your genes, uh, especially if you're having trouble detoxing. So thanks for tuning in. And you can find me on MyersDetox.com. We have hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of free articles uh, you can dig into all on the topic of detoxification. So thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm.